Hey everyone, welcome back to Just the Good Stuff. This is your host, Rachel Mansfield. And in case you are new to the podcast and new to me, I am a cookbook author, recipe developer, podcast host, and mama to Ezra and wife to Jordan. And I am coming at you from my closet in my apartment during quarantine week 1 million. At least when I am recording this intro, we are still in quarantine. When this podcast is coming out, who knows? Maybe a little something, something, something's going to happen in the meantime. But I am so excited to bring you guys a brand new episode that I recorded, thankfully, before this all got started. I think I recorded this actually back in February. It is with the co-founder and co-CEO of Mind Body Green, Colleen Walkup. And she is a very dear friend of mine. She is one of the sweetest humans. And her and her husband, Jason, are running the powerhouse, you guys all know, and wellness destination called Mind Body Green. In case you are new to Mind Body Green, you're not familiar with with who they are. They are providing a 360 degree approach to wellness. They provide insights into the latest on mental health, food, fitness, beauty, home, like anything. They even they have a podcast that's amazing. They're always interviewing these people that I've never heard of that are so smart, so knowledgeable. And I love everything that they have to share. And most recently, they actually launched a supplement line, which they are not paying me to say this. I can just say it because I've been using them. I love, love, love their supplements. So like Hemp Multi Plus, I've been taking every single morning. It's been helping massively with my anxiety. I didn't even realize that I had anxiety until I had a constant racy heart. And I was talking to my friend Lisa and I'm like, Lisa, like, why is my heart always racing? Like, I feel like it's like, going to like blow up and she goes Rachel that's called anxiety and I've been I'm going to also share like a whole IGTV series type of thing with everything that helps me stay calm and lower my stress levels but one of them is definitely the hemp multi-plus and help and hemp in general and mind body green is some amazing supplements so I'll link to those in the show notes and I also use their magnesium to sleep, help sleep at night get into like a deep deep, deep, deep sleep because during this quarantine, it's crazy. Like during the day, I'm so tired. And then when I go to sleep at night, I'm staring at the ceiling like, what's going on? I've been taking their magnesium and it's been helping so much. It's so good. So again, I'll link to those in the show notes. But in this episode, I had the pleasure of having Colleen over in my apartment. We recorded this episode, like I said, a couple months back. She gives us the rundown, the history of Mind Body Green, how it all got started, where they get their scoop and trends. I so I cannot believe that the the answer that Colleen gave us for where they find out like the latest things going on in the health and wellness world. We also touched on the female empowerment and leading an industry brand with her husband. Like how freaking cool is that that they get to work together side by side and they're co-CEO and co-founder. Like there's not there's just it's it's equal and that I really love and admire. Colleen also walks us through her health journey with birth control and her experience with infertility and conceiving their daughter. So you'll hear us talk um, both very vulnerably, vulnerably about that. We talk about how working with your husband works and tips that they have for anyone else doing that. We, of course, touch on the new supplements. We touch upon sleep struggles and what supplements take for that. And we also talk about where Mind Body Green is going from here. So I can't wait for you guys to listen to this episode. I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. And if you do enjoy it, and feel so inclined, I would love for you to rate and review the podcast. Please do so below or however you're listening to this. And again, it helps the podcast so much. It take could take like less than 30 seconds on your behalf, even if it's just like the stars and a word or two. And I just, I love, love, love being able to read the episodes. And I'm actually going to read the most recent one. So I'm going to bring up my handy dandy iTunes. The all right, so this one was left yesterday. Perfect. Rachel Rocks. Oh, thank you. I definitely don't, but thank you. I love Rachel's podcast. Every episode so far has been amazing, and I look forward to each new episode. Rachel is so down to earth, and listening to her and her guests is like chatting with your best girlfriends. Great job, Rachel. Keep the up new episodes coming. That's so nice. Brie Carr 19. That's funny because Jordan always says like car and then carp and then 19. That's kind of funny. Thank you. Thank you for all of the love. I so appreciate it. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Definitely tag us if you listen to it. Tag Mind Body Green, tag myself, tag Colleen. You'll get all that good stuff at the end of the episode where to tag and also in the show notes. 
I hope you guys enjoy and we will talk soon. Hey everyone, I am sitting with the co-founder of Mind Body Green, Colleen. Hi, thank you for joining me today. I'm so happy to be here. You traveled all the way from Dumbo to Brooklyn, which I know from experience. It's definitely, we were saying this when you walked in, it's not the easiest method of transportation to get there besides taking a cab in or an Uber and biting the bullet. When I went there once with with on the subway, it was like the path to one subway to another subway to get there. And it was so cold that I was so miserable. But I'm so happy to have you here. Have you been to Hoboken before? This might be my second time lifetime. Okay. Yeah. So this is exciting. I brought my passport. I'm ready to discover. <laughs> well, when people are like, where do you live in Hoboken? I'm like, well, Hoboken's kind of like the Brooklyn of New Jersey. Like it's the same distance as Brooklyn yeah. is from New York. It's just people haven't really heard of it before. I literally don't leave my four block radius. You have a solid setup <laughs> with your office. So to get like, to give a little bit of background, Colleen and her husband, Jason, are the founders of Mind Body Green, which there's a very likely chance that you know what Mind Body Green is if you are interested in the stuff that I have to say. Um, but it is my go-to destination for all things like wellness and reading about the latest tips and trends and just staying like up to date. It's a platform that like people can rely on for information and there aren't many places out there to get information. So I'd love to backtrack a bit and hear more about the story on how Mind Body Green came about and you know, everyone probably just assumes it's just this big, amazing company, but how did it all get started? Yeah. So I'd have to go back 10 years. Um, my husband and I had just gotten married and we were both going through our very own kind of like personal health journeys. My husband, Jason, he's six foot seven. He played basketball, as you can imagine. He is so <laughs> tall. <laughs> he is so tall. We just went to our doctor's appointment for our, our three-year-old. She's in the 99 percentile. And we're like, shocking. For height? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and uh, so he was going on his own personal health journey with some really debilitating back pain, like couldn't walk a city block without keeling over in pain and saw a lot of doctors. They said, you need surgery. He was totally open to it. And um, wasn't running towards it and once suggested yoga. And yoga ended up being the gateway drug to start thinking about health and well-being for Jason under a new lens. So around the same time, I think I was going through, you know, a lot of like the bigger purpose, what am I supposed to be doing with my life questions? And then, um, you know, was working with Jason on Mind Body Green. And then in, in 2012, I had a pretty life-threatening pulmonary embolism where I you know, ended up in the hospital oh my where my lungs were, you know, littered with clots where literally like the ER doctor was like, I've never seen anyone with so many clots in their lungs who's still alive. Did that just come overnight or? So I was on the birth control pill and had been on okay. it for 10 years. And we had gotten back uh, from a recent trip to Miami, which is a you know, a relatively short flight from New York. So it's like, what, two and a half, three hours. I'd obviously gone on much longer flights, you know, throughout my 10 years of being <laughs> on the pill without any incident. And, um, you know, I, I had like a leg cramp, but didn't even put, you know, kind of two and two together. I, I think I, I sometimes feel like, oh, I must have done something wonky in my TRX class or something, <laughs> you know, and you always just say, oh, it's no big deal. The last thing, you know, I want to do is like go to a doctor's office. So, on Saturday morning, I did kind of my usual routine at the time, which was going to Tara Styles' um, yoga class in the city. Aww. And were you guys living in Manhattan or were you living in Brooklyn? Still? We've always lived in Dumbo. Always lived. Oh, oh my gosh! For, okay, for wow. ten years. You guys yeah, we really are trendsetters. <laughs> totally. Um, so I did my I did my yoga class. And I was like, you know, I was walking around the city, um, you know, kind of just exploring as you do before you have kids and you have time to just walk around and like, you know, get get inspired. Explore, walk, sleep, eat. <laughs> right, right. Things I don't really do anymore. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm just a little out of breath, you know, and I told this to Jason and he's like, oh, I'll come right in immediately. And, uh, you know, we can go home together. So we walked around the city and I was just like, honey, I'm really tired. So we, we went home on, on the subway together and we took the A train. And so this was a Saturday and, um, we're taking the A train home, got off the subway. There has to be a lot of, there's a lot of steps by the A train in Dumbo. And I, like fell down on the subway steps. 
while I was trying to exit the subway. And we're like, that's really weird. So we call my doctor. He probably doesn't do the right amount of questions. And he's like, you know, if you're still feeling out of breath, um, you know, go to a, a hospital. And I was like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. And then on oh Monday morning, Jason was like, you are going to the doctor. Like, yeah. or else I'm not going to, you know, my mind's not going to be at ease. So I go to the doctor and very quickly he's like, get in a cab and go to the ER at NYU. And Holy and, shit. Yeah. And that, you know, I spent some time in the hospital and, you know, there's really not much you can do to get over a pulmonary embolism. You have to just let, you know, the clots kind of leave your body. And how do you, how, they just leave on their own? I'm, I've never really yeah, been you, familiar with you take some blood thinners oh and, you know, um, I was just really depleted for about six months, didn't have the energy to to do much, um, you know, would get out of breath really frequently, you know, and you're always a little nervous when that happens of what yeah. does this mean? And so for me, it was like a really interesting, like I think throughout the 10 years of Mind, Body, Green, I've kind of gone, you know, I, I lean more into Western medicine at different mm -hmm. points in my life. I lean more into spirituality. And, you know, this was definitely a point where, you know, you're you're having one of those spiritual moments of what is the bigger message of this? I don't think it, you know, was just a coincidence. Um, and that was when I, you know, really fully transitioned um, to Mind, Body, Green. So you think that was cause you buy the birth control pill? Because like they say blood clots are like common from that. Yeah. And what's really interesting is, you know, when at the time I was 32. So when a 32-year-old pretty healthy woman um, who's doing yoga several times a day, eating mm -hmm. right, definitely never smoking, yeah. ends up with a pulmonary embolism, the doctors did so many rigorous tests. And what's interesting is I don't have any genetic predispositions to clotting. So even if, you know, you maybe had like a super thorough OB who was like, I'm going to test you for, you know, some of the most common clotting factors before I put you on the pill, like whether it be factor five, factor eight, there's a myriad of them. I wouldn't have shown up as a risk case. So there's still so much that we don't know so about clotting and birth control. And it was kind of one of the original posts, um, you know, about My Body Green that ended up going viral about things I wish women would know on the pill. And the risks are definitely understated um, from the standpoint of the amount of women that like rode into My Body Green or reached out to me personally after I shared my story just doesn't correlate with about the one in 10,000 chance that most women are told they'll, you know, they have a clotting when they go on the pill. Yeah. So and the doctors didn't tell you anything for you. Like I was went on birth control when I was like 17 or 18 and my mom was not keen on me doing it, but I was sexually active and enjoying myself and I had bad cramps and I'm like, oh, yeah. this is just a win-win. And no one ever sat down with me and said like, you shouldn't take this because these are the risks or because of X, Y, and Z. And you, know, you take it and you don't realize like that, the pill aftermath almost, you can call it. Totally. And now- what is that? Eight years later, there's so much more conversation about it, which is you know, know. so good to see. And you know, I think, you know, I, I I try to see silver linings in this, and I think one of them is you know your risk of clotting is is so much more amplified when you're pregnant. So yeah. you know, thank gosh I had that knowledge going into both of my pregnancies that I was at a higher risk because, you know, I I took right precautions and and did everything to ensure you know my own safety. But yeah, that is so scary. It's really scary. Now, yeah. where was my? Where were you working then before my body green? Yeah. So I have kind of 10 years of super corporate experience prior to Mind, Body, okay. Green. So it's Amazon, it's Walmart, it's Gap. Oh my like, God, we always names. joke that like, you know, the one, <laughs> you know, company I missed was like Exxon in terms of or, or Google. But all great kind of learning places, but really none of them relevant to what we do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like there's no direct kind of media or publishing kind of experience, great broad base skills, but nothing yeah. that's super relevant. And I think you kind of need almost that myopia to like become an entrepreneur. Because if you know what you're getting into, like you're probably not going to Go you're not gonna do, do it because you know all the risks yeah. <laughs> and you know how hard it is and kind of the infrastructure of people you're competing with. Yeah. I mean, before working like the quote health and wellness or even food category, I was working on an advertising for colonoscopies and ulcerative colitis, which you don't go down that path. <laughs> I'm a 23 year old girl graduating from college and I go and like work in advertising literally 
for for like the sales aids for um, pharmaceutical sales reps for colonoscopies and ulcerative colitis. I don't even know what that means. Like I'm not like I don't I don't care about colonoscopies yet. You know, <laughs> not your passion. Yeah, but it's I always I think it's so important to really come from like a different background to like before you're doing what you're doing because you get to experience so many different things and totally. then you also know like what you do and don't want to do. 100%. Um, now, when did Mind Body Green first get published? Like where was Mind Body Green in the world in 2012? So we started in 2009 and then by 2012, we don't have, you know, it's still in our apartment at this point in time. So it's oh, still very wow. much in the incipient stages. End of 2012, um, got our first office, of course, in Dumbo. We have a, a high bias towards that Is it area still the Brooklyn. same office there it is now? No, we've moved like within a four block radius okay. a couple of times as, <laughs> as the team's grown. Um, so yeah, now we're, now we're a couple blocks over from that original office. Yeah. So what, like, what did you do like hands-on first when you came in? Like, did you... Like what was you, how many people were working there? Like like when I walk into the Mind Body Green office now, you know I can like envision everyone. It's a completely open office. So for yeah. those wondering where, no one really has offices, right? Yeah, no. Like everyone's like it's a community. It's together, yeah. like very similar yeah. to like you know your, the messaging you guys come across. But I, which I think is awesome because everyone gets to be friends. There's like a kitchen. <laughs> um, where so what was Mind Body Green doing at this time? Like still publishing articles and like finding the latest trends or like what was going on? Yeah. So from 2009 to 2012, my job was kind of doing whatever needed to get done on the weekends to help. So that would involve like creating a lot of content, even though, you know, to kind of my earlier point, I'm not a professional content creator. Um, You have a lot of content though on the site. (laughs) I do. I I was very active in those beginning years. Yeah. And then once I joined MindBody Green full time, um, I spent most of my time with our partnerships. So, you know, working with brands, like doing sales. Again, a place I had no traditional sales experience. You know, what I had was like a passion for our mission, a passion for our brand. So I kind of, you know, learned things on the spot, evolved. And, you know, we found that that kind of profile when we have brand partnerships is, Mm -hmm. is actually really helpful. People who just are really passionate about what we're doing and can speak from the heart and necessarily yeah. aren't, you know, trained salespeople, so to speak. Totally. Now you and Jason both are co-CEO or co-founder. Yeah. Now what is that? Uh, there's a couple of things. Well, first of all, I think that's just <laughs> awesome that you both can do that together as a couple and stay married. <laughs> and second of all, I think that's such an awesome like sense of like female empowerment that like, you know, it's a dual role. You're doing that together, especially like back wait back then when yeah. you know that wasn't as common so right. the first part what is it like working with your husband and like really though like how like do you have like separations like <laughs> boundaries like when you go home are you still talking about work like how how does that work for you guys yeah so i mean there's pros and cons right i think if i were to first you know start on the cons our biggest challenge as like a couple is being able to turn off. And I deal and process with work stress so much differently than Jason. So Jason can be in bed scrolling, you know, through emails, talking about things late at night where I'm Oh my gosh. I don't process stress that way. I need to, I'm very adamant about digital minimalism, not bringing my phone into my bed. So our biggest opportunity is, you know, turning off. That's also one of the things that makes this so great is that we're always kind of feeding off of each other's energy. We kind of joke that like we couldn't be married to a civilian because our brains are (laughs) 110% in and, you know, we kind of like that. What I think it's great at is, you know, I was listening to an interview with Adam Grant and he was talking about how he has this, you know, challenge circle. So the people who will give him that honest, blunt feedback, who will Mm -hmm. call it straight to him. Yeah. And that's what we do to each other informally without, you know, ever kind of using, you know, that kind of terminology. Like, you know, we can say to each other, you're way off base or, you know this isn't working for me. Just like the bluntness of that feedback um, that, you know, I think especially as a leader of an organization, you have to really invite constructive feedback um, and create a place where people are 
able to give that to you so that, you know, they're not feeling, um, you know, concerned about that. Um, so that's kind of some of the, the interesting dynamics. But on the personal front, we've realized that even though we spend literally our whole day together, yeah. that it doesn't substitute for, you know, personal time together. So we've found it very therapeutic, especially after our second baby, where we're scheduling so many more, you know, kind of like date nights where it's like, we are leaving the office. We're not, we're not working. We're not, you know, working as parents. Like this is time just for us. And I found it so necessary. How often would you say you guys are able to like allocate time? Cause that's something like Jordan, I really struggle with. It's like doing things just us to the point where when we do things just us, it feels weird. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think a great month is twice a month. Okay. So that's realistic. When it comes down to it, it's like, it sounds, it sounds like nothing. I mean, there's average like 20 to 30 days in a month or 30, 30 days in a month. And that's how brain dead I am right now. I yeah, had a yeah. question how many days there are in a month. <laughs> Ezra was up at 5 a.m. and did not sleep. Exactly. He just started teething on Friday and he didn't, he's just turned one. I, I know where we left off, don't worry. I, he just turned one um, on Sunday and on Friday, he got his first tooth, but then three of them came in the two bottom, the top. He was up at midnight screaming, up again at screaming, 5 a.m. So my brain is like, Mush, fully understand. and that's why I have the biggest dark been, circles today. We've been dealing with some sleep regressions of our <laughs> own. So I, obviously, the second I get up this morning, I'm like, I, I can't do a podcast today. <laughs> I'm going to sound ridiculous. I'm like, you know what? Colleen's a mama too. We'll be fine. We'll make two. <laughs> um, so twice a month, which like it's it sounds like nothing, but like it's so hard to really like dedicate like those two days, two times to really do something. I know, and. Uh, Whenever I get in a conversation about, you know, hashtag self-care and what that means, especially in this post-mom life, to me, it is about getting a babysitter or, you know, we don't have a large pool of, you know, necessarily babysitters who are available. So sometimes that means literally like we're doing this Friday with um, our some of our closest friends, Tara Stiles and, and Mike Taylor, is we're going to 5 p.m. dinner and we'll be back by 6.30 so that, you know, if you can't, you know, find yeah. the sitter, just still finding time to make it happen. But that's also like the best time because your energy is a little bit People are like, can we go to dinner at 8? I'm like, no. <laughs> I have my cousin's like 30th birthday party. It starts at 9 p.m. My bedtime's usually 9, 9.30, 9.45. So like that's going to be a, r- a rough one for totally. me. Totally. What are some of your favorite things to do together, like on a date? Like, do you, is it usually dinner? Is it, I'm like selfishly asking this, right. or is it something that's like wellnessy? Like, do you go to a yoga class, or what do you guys like to do when it's just you two? You know, I think a lot of it for us is like reconnecting to the things that brought us joy in our relationship. Um, before Mind Body Green and before kids, because you have to be like, okay, what what was it that we really enjoyed as a couple? And a lot of it, especially being in New York, is experiencing the incredible food that we have here in the city. And it's a little trickier when you have a kid or two kids to bring along with because you're like asking for the check the second you (laughs) sit down and you're a little bit more limited. Can we have another bread basket, please? (laughs) Totally, totally. Um, And I'll be out of here within 30 minutes. (laughs) I'll be your fastest table. So we spend a lot of time doing that. Um, just, you know, reconnecting with what we love about New York from like a culinary standpoint, we did something that was totally crazy recently, which was we left for two nights on a non-work trip without our kids, um, which was, we went to Blackberry mountain, which is a little slice of heaven. Is that like in Tennessee? Exactly. I looked to go there for my 30th birthday. Did you like it? It was one of the most magical places. And, you know, what we really responded to about it was like wellness is the heartbeat of it. There's amazing food. You're hiking to Brussels sprouts, pizzas, and oh my God, a little, a little bit of heaven. That sounds amazing. That was a big step for us, though. You know, when our, our first daughter was born, we didn't do anything like that. This was literally, you know, the first time in three years. So. Yeah, I, <laughs> it takes I, a while to build up to it. God, I left Ezra. We had a wedding in Miami, and my parents um, live part time in like uh, Jupiter, right by Palm Beach. So you can drive from Jupiter to Miami. I left Ezra for a total of thirty hours, and like was already Big back, stuff. and that's like the most I left him. And I yeah. just actually just finished nursing. Um, Congratulations! A weeks ago. Thank you. I hope the weaning was okay. It took two full months. I think the last time I saw you, I was starting to wean. Yeah. And literally two full months. I but I did it slowly. Like I wanted to like 
I hated nursing, but I love nursing. Totally. There were so many feelings and I was draining my boobs like seven to eight times a day between nursing and pumping. Oh, for, yeah, for 10 months. It was what? It was a lot. Yeah. It was very taxing on me like mentally and physically. And then eventually I just like dropped a feeding each like week. And then when it got to be like two to three a day, it was a breeze. Yeah, yeah. So I just kind of kept it. And like I lollygagged to drop, to go from like three to two and then two to one. And then the last time I nursed him, it was actually the second to last time. I was like, that was definitely like, that was it. And then a week later, my boobs were getting like clogged, like clotty. And so I nursed him. And then that was the last time. Oh, yeah. It was emotional for me when I stopped. How so. long did you nurse both girls? 18 months with Ellie. I know you tell me. That. Yeah. I'll ask you questions that I also know the answers <laughs> to, but I want everyone else to know the answers. Um, and I never intended to go that long. It's um, amazing. Yeah. And I didn't know how I'd feel about it um, and came in with no preconceived notions. And um, it took us a really long time to, to get pregnant with Ellie. So I kind of took everything as like, this could be my last time in life to ever do this. Um and then, and then Grace came along. <laughs> so it was a little easier the second time around. And I still don't know where our nursing journey will take us, but you know. Are you still nursing? I am. Oh my gosh. But I'm on what I think is a very manageable kind of schedule. Okay. I feed her in the morning when I wake up and at night. And that See, is See, that's kind why of I did it for like a month and a half because it was glorious. Right? That, it that was is so the, nice. It's the glory days of nursing. When you went away for the couple nights, did you still pump? I did. Pumping, not as glorious. No, I hate pumping. <laughs> I hate like, pumping. I want to burn it. No one tells you how much it sucks yeah. before you do it. And, like, they just, you know, you, I just admit, like, lifting at my shirt. It'd be so easy. We'll just nurse. Like, oh, it's fine. I'll go into the city for the day for meetings and it won't be any big deal. I had to hire, like, a cooler, a backpack, right. my special bra. Yeah. Like, it was just so taxing. It takes up, like, 50% your paraphernalia in the space really of your does. luggage. So. Did, with Allie, did you pump at the office? Is that how you – So the beauty of being four blocks from home. You went home. Yeah. Oh, it's I just, so like, nice. run home and be like, help me. I would always <laughs> say that I wouldn't have made it a year if I didn't work from home. Yeah. There's no way. No way. Like, if I worked in an office setting, there's no way I'd pump every three hours. No way. To stay, like – to keep my supply up. No way. <laughs> um, now, you briefly mentioned that you had difficulty getting pregnant yeah. for the first time. Are you comfortable talking about that? Totally. I, I, I think had it's important to talk about. Amazing. Okay. So I struggled as well to conceive yeah. Ezra. And a few episodes ago, I had my good friend Abby on. Abby Cannon. I think she's- Is she an RD? Yeah. 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 Um, and she's like, go, like, miss, lo, miss no waste lifestyle. Yeah, amazing. Like, yeah. So And so she struggled with infertility. And like miscarriage as well. So she came on and that episode resonated like so well with my listeners. Yeah. Um, so if you're comfortable sharing your story, I'd love to hear totally. it. Totally. You know, I, I think it goes back to kind of that issue of being on this like path where you kind of ease back into Western and spirituality and you mm -hmm. need both of them. And nothing for me crystallized the importance of both of those than my fertility journey with Ellie. So we learned – Early on, that the only way for us to get pregnant was going to be with IVF, and I was. What was the reasoning for that? Very complicated. Okay. But we thought the journey would be a lot faster because, you know, as you know, they can take, um, you know, kind of a, a survey of your eggs, and I had tons of eggs, and things were like, you know, looking good. And every time yeah. I did, um, I entered the IVF process with like tons of optimism to to make, you know, what is like a three-year journey to give you the synopsis of it. Um, we did four IVF retrievals, nine transfers, <gasps> oh my and gosh. put 15 embryos in my body to get Ellie. And my I had two miscarriages. I don't want to say thankfully early on, but on the earlier side, okay. you know, in that same journey. And it was such a mystery because for those of your audience who are a little bit more familiar with IVF, you can test the embryos. Yeah. So we were putting in what, you know, the IVF community would say is a perfect embryo and it wouldn't stick. And I think if at any time on that journey, if, if it was like, okay, here's a reason why you know, this isn't going to work for you, I would, um, I would have been like, okay, well, we'll try other things. But 
There's there was no every indication exactly, which I so think is frustrating for someone who you know is a, a recovering A type, <laughs> probably still an A type. Yeah, you know that's like the worst part. So, th- you know, at, at no point actually was I really even considering other options, even though there was you know so much um, pain to to get there and. So when we were thinking about having grace, you know, we were like, the God has blessed us. We have a perfect child. You have frozen, like frozen embryos. Yeah. And, um, I think, uh, yeah, we were like, you know, whatever happens after this, like, I feel so blessed to have one child. Yeah. You know, we don't want to, to take away from that, but we put in one embryo and we got pregnant immediately after taking 15 to get to Allie. I've, that's. I'm speechless. 15. I'm, oh my gosh. That is so mentally and physically taxing. It is. And what I think is so hard about infertility and when you're on that journey is you're dealing with the most devastating news of your life. So, you know, things that are like, you know, divorce or what are those really hard, you know, life moments, but you're dealing with it every month. And then it it gets compounded, right? So every month it gets harder because you've invested that much more physically, you've invested that much more emotionally to get there. Um, So it's, it's a journey for sure. And I think, you know, the things that that whole process really crystallized for me is this balance of both soul and science. Like, I have my babies because of Western medicine and, you know, there's no way they'd be in the world without it. But, you know, what keeps you sane on that journey is like a spiritual practice and, you know, thinking that the universe has your back and taking care of yourself, Um, having really strong, you know, female, feminine energy. I had, you know, really it's it's interesting how you bond with people when you're on that fertility journey and, you know, women who have been like, I was there. I've done it, you know, once you have your baby, this is going to feel like a, a distant path it's and you're not going to remember this. And you're like, is that true? And, like, you know, luckily for me, it has been where I'm like, you know, I even had a count kind of like, <laughs> you know, what what's everything that happened? I, I, I know the, the high level summary of how we got Ellie, but, you know, so much of like that pain isn't it's a really blur. part. Yeah, exactly. It really is a blur. Yeah. And I had documented our like fertility journey. I'm thankful that ours wasn't as like, you know, exaggerated or as as most are. Like I didn't end up doing IVF. I did like injectables, which I call yeah. like, mini IVF. So I yeah, did yeah, like yeah. Metapure and then I did IUI and it took four Even tries. Even like when you're naming the drugs, I'm like, those sound familiar. <laughs> <laughs> so Metapure is what grew the, grows the follicles. Okay. Okay. Um, and I, at first I did like Clomid and like the, all of the oral wants to grow follicles. I had unexplained infertility, which is just Ugh. so frustrating. It's like there has to be an explanation somewhere. And I saw like Dr. Lippman for a yeah. while. And when I was with him, like what I love about him so much is he's so open-minded to yeah. like taking hormones, but like doing acupuncture yeah. and being able to like combine all of the practices together, which I do think was like the perfect medicine. Exactly. To, it it amplifies the result. Yeah. And, you know, I think sometimes when people are dealing with infertility, you know, the advice can skew too far in one way where it's like, oh, you're just stressed. Don't worry about it. Don't mm-hmm. go in. No, it's sometimes there's actually, you know, an issue that you can, yeah. it's great to know what it is because then sometimes you can address it. Did you go to the same doctor for both pregnancies? Or um, to both? So, I had phenomenal care um, at NYC IVF, okay. which was um, the practice that brought both Ellie and Grace into the world. Yeah. I wish I had started my fertility journey oh my God, with yeah. those places. It takes, it <laughs> takes I, I a few tries. The diatribe. I know, <laughs> but I, I had you know phenomenal care, and you know when I was switching practices, it was really about finding people who understood the emotional toll, who understood my desire to be um, involved in the care, and that I have a point of view. And, 100%. you know, the um, the doctor that brought Ellie into the world wanted me to get pregnant as much as I did. 
And I know that sounds odd, but I I fully believe that he was as invested in my fertility journey as I was. It has to be. It's literally, you know, your third person who, like, gets pregnant with you. Like, I always say, like, yeah, I got pregnant by Dr. Foreman. Like, (laughs) that's how I was conceived. That's how I was conceived. And it's so important to, like, have that right – you know, energy and chemistry in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know how um, people in that field do what they do. It's so hard to, you know, ride the ups and downs of your your patients with you. So much joy yeah. and so much pain every when day. When I would get the email up, <laughs> it didn't it, you didn't respond to this or, you know, when I would get the, you're not pregnant, like after the two week wait, the dreaded two week wait <sighs> to see if you're pregnant. I'm like, can you never email me again? Like, please don't send me an email and tell me I'm not pregnant. That is not what I'm trying to see in my inbox right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because email isn't – it doesn't make me anxious enough. Right, um, right. Now, to transition a little bit more back to my body green, I want to know – and you don't have to release, like, your sources, but how do you find out what the F is going on in the world? Like, how do you get <laughs> all of this, like, information and, like, when you guys are going to release your predictions for the following year, like that's where do you like go for it? Like as someone who works at the place like I go to for yeah. information, like where do you – like what do you read? Like where do you go for everything? You know, it, it's not as sexy within the world of social platforms <laughs> to say the least. But where I think it's a great place for discovery is Twitter. So a lot, I know. So should I start tweeting again? So it's called again? Twitter. Oh my gosh, I gave up on Twitter. <laughs> right? Um, but I think there's actually a lot of interesting scientific um, conversations happening. I think um, you, you may understand what I'm getting at when I say a lot of leaders in the medical field, their talents don't lend themselves to Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, where they are really strong is on Twitter. So that tends to be a place where, you know, you can see what people are talking about. um, And I find it great for discovery. Oh, my gosh. I was not expecting you (laughs) to say that. I just thought there was like this like black website somewhere online (laughs) that like you had to get like an admin user login (laughs) or something. (laughs) Top secret, which uh, Twitter thing actually makes sense because yesterday I was listening to the Genius Life podcast with Max and – he had a doctor on who was so knowledgeable about like candida and yeast overgrowth because I had seen a friend earlier who said she was like going through that or whatever. Yeah. And I wanted to listen to it for her. And at the end of the episode where it's like, where can I follow you? He's like, I have a website and a Twitter. And I'm like, really? That's it. He's like, I don't kind really of like know saying I have a Hotmail account. But yeah, it's making really. a comeback within the medical and scientific oh community. Gosh. Well, actually, one of the like firewall questions I asked at the end that I want to ask now because I think it's more of a conversation with you is what is one of your favorite wellnessy trends that's going on like right now or this year that you like are really excited about? So I think um gosh, there's so many. I mean we talked a little bit about digital minimalism, which I know is like ironic coming from someone who uh spends a lot of time online. No, but tell I think me more about being that. very conscious about the way in which you use technology is super important. So especially during my uh, pregnancy leaves, I had a, a shorter leave with my second child, as as a lot of people tend to do. Um, but it was really important for me in the brief amount of time I did have with Grace at home to be super present for her there. So that means turning off notifications. That means silencing yeah. text messages. That means deinstalling apps. Like I really do think that there's value in decluttering of your digital space and making sure that everything that you've, you know, perhaps signed on to over the past 10, 10 years is really serving you. Um, I think I'm really concerned about you know, mental anxiety and the rise of it, especially as a mother of, you know, two young girls, there's a lot of evidence that points to um, girls being more anxious and social platforms not serving them as as well from a self-esteem standpoint. Um, and they're having more of a toll even, you know, on boys So than, than on boys. So I'm trying to set a good example and it's totally a work in progress. Um, you know, some days I'm better at it than others, but I think that people are starting to realize that um, they need to be a little bit more mindful about the way in which they consume technology. Do you set like restrictions for yourself? Like on weekends, are you on your phone? Like unless the girls are napping, like is that when you look at your phone or because that's something, you know, I was in Florida in January and I was talking, my dad was like, oh, are you taking some time off? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'd love to, except I make a living and pay my mortgage based off of posting on Instagram. So like, yeah, if I the stop, glamorous life of an entrepreneur. Yeah. It's like, it's like a twofold. Like, yeah, yeah, I'd love to like take some time off and be present. But when you make a living off of like, 
your life, yeah. it's hard to find like those boundaries. Like if I don't share Ezra, for example, for a few days, people like message and ask where he <laughs> is. He okay? Yeah. Like, oh, what's going on? And yeah. you know, it, it's, there's so many amazing things and a lot of like not glamorous things that happen yeah. behind the scenes that it's hard to know the boundaries of like, yeah, I'm out to dinner and like he's doing something funny and yeah, I'm sure people would love to see it, but I want to see it. And like, I want to be the only one to see it. So I'm not worrying about capturing it it's so yeah. hard to find that balance i physically have to remove my phone from oh, yeah. my proximity so okay. we live in a duplex i will leave my my phone like far outside of my bedroom or else i cannot be trusted is jason <laughs> on a similar wavelength no he's okay with it you know oh, he he joy. deals with um stress and anxiety like very differently and they're not triggers for him it's totally fine totally okay. works for him does it drive you crazy if he looks at his phone a lot like if you like for example <laughs> <laughs> Jord works. He usually like leaves between like six and seven in the morning. And then sometimes I don't see him until like Thursday, like yeah. Monday, just with like getting home late. And the other day he came home and it was like 8.30 or something. We're sitting on the couch. It's like staring at his phone. I'm trying to talk to him. Like I'm trying to communicate with you yeah. like eye to eye. Like, yeah. can you stop scrolling at your phone? And I always get like a little envious when people are like, yeah, my husband like doesn't even look at his phone. Oh my gosh. If you're like dying in an alleyway, call Jordan. <laughs> I'll just put it out there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I admire that my husband just doesn't have the same levels of reactivity that I same. do. And, you know, our brains are just hardwired very differently. And, you know, it, it it's not a trigger or stressor for him. And, you yeah. know, he can do his thing and I kind of do mine. Oh, my gosh. So nice. Yeah. Um, so what's another one of your favorite trends right now? So digital minimalism. Yeah. And, you know, we've obviously talked a lot about our supplements and I'm excited about um, people getting a little bit more scientific around aging and this idea of healthy aging and how, um, you know, for me, it was like a year in which, you know, there's just I, I feel like I'm being pulled in a lot of directions with like a new baby and like work and all that. So having things that, you know, can help nourish you, I'm really leaning towards this yeah. idea of cellular beauty. Really exciting to me. So let's transition to my mm-hmm. next topic that I was going to ask you after this. The supplements. Yeah. Talk about something that I was not expecting. <laughs> when I remember when I emailed you about like writing a blurb for just the good stuff, you had said you had some news and we hopped on a call and I'm like, this is so weird. Like, I wonder what's going on. And then you guys told me and I, it was out of left field for me. So yeah. walk us through like, where did this stem from? Like the reasoning. And then I want to touch upon like, the, so I know you haven't launched all of them yet, yeah. but as as much as you're comfortable talking totally. about. So why supplements? Like when did this idea first come about? Yeah. So they've been two years in the making and oh, our wow. audience completely over indexes when it comes to supplement use. Literally 90% of them use supplements. And this is an audience of healthy, proactive, you know, there's probably as many people taking supplements as there are having coffee (laughs) within our audience. I feel like the second someone wants to like be healthy, they're like, okay, great. What vitamins, like what can I take? And and Jason and I have both seen the power of supplements to transform our health. You know, we we're talking a little bit about self-care earlier. And I think, you know, one of the the biggest things people can do in terms of their own self-care is getting some labs from yeah. a doctor. And you don't have to go to a fancy doctor. You know, you can talk to um, your existing doctor about, you know, running some existing tests at, you know, Quest, and it can be done really affordably. And I think a lot of times when people talk about testing, um, I think it gets a little bit of a bad rap because of the potential fees, but there's ways to do it, you know, within insurance, which we've taken advantage of. Um, Jason had a homeocysteine marker that was insane. So typical homeocysteine levels are you know, below 12, maybe below 15. Um, and you had mentioned Frank. Frank is yeah. like our everything, Frank yeah. Lippman. And um, Jason did a test with Frank and he's like, I've never seen it so high. I think it's a mistake, you know, redo it. Okay. So he redid it and um, it was still sky high, the highest we'd ever seen. Frank messengered over supplements to the Mind Body Green office while he's oh gosh, always so been sweet. a partner in his health. When we're like, they're being messengered. We're like, this isn't a good sign. Homeocysteine levels, you know, while, you know, it's maybe not something that is, you know, common vernacular, it was actually one of the few markers I was familiar with because when you get a pulmonary embolism, it's associated with clotting. So oh, I was wow. like, hold on, I had a PE and my levels were nowhere near that. Oh so my gosh. 
through months, about three months of supplementation, it's the only one of the few things you can do. He brought his homeocysteine levels down and, you know, became a true, for us, it was looking at the labs. We, you know, really became, you know, huge advocates of how supplementation can not just optimize your life, but really transform it. So, That's amazing. Yeah. So it's been a two-year journey to bring, you know, these formulas to life. And mm-hmm. we've really just been thinking about some of the universal problems that our audience faces. And there tends to be a lot of overlap with problems we face in our own lives. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, we're excited to finally share the big news. Now, I remember when you were telling me about the NR Plus and we called it like, was it like organic Botox in a, or Botox like <laughs> in a capsule? I'm like, well, you sold me in. If only I could put that on the label. Lots I know, seriously. Yeah. So I personally have been taking NR Plus since you guys had sent it to me. I took it the whole bottle and then I was just meant telling you before I didn't take it for like two or three weeks. I had to run out. And like, I, I don't know if it was a coincidence or just me like a placebo effect, but like I actually felt like my face just looked dead. And I remember <laughs> saying to Jordan, like my face looks so dead right now. Like what's going on? And then I was and we had connected and I'm yeah. like, you know, I haven't been taking that anymore. Like I wonder if something happened. So the NR Plus is like super unique. So would you mind walking us yeah, through like what yeah, this yeah. is? I can give you the bottle if you want to. There's Perfect. a lot of big words on this. Yeah, there's part. a lot of like polysyllabic words that are really difficult to pronounce. So bear, ma- yeah. bear, bear with me. But all of these are kind of grounded in the idea of the plus. So there's a lead ingredient for all of them, which in this case is NR, which increases your NAD levels. NAD levels decline as you age when you're yeah. dead. They're literally zero. It's a little bit of a morbid, you know, thought. <laughs> so it, it has this amazing like longevity boosters where it's, you know, helping at the cellular level on things like metabolism and things that, you know, are helping to keep you young. But what's unique about the plus is that the supporting ingredients have incredible um, beauty boosting ingredients behind them. So things like azacanthin and phytoceramides, that's where we're seeing like the wrinkle reducing um, effects yeah. and all of those great skin benefits that you were just talking talking about. Um, and then there's rhodiola that's in there as an adaptogen to help with oxidative stress. So all of these are, you know, super unique. We have an audience of, um, you know, women and, and this is really topical where people are looking yeah. for things, um, that, uh, align with their values and, you know, are, are helping at the cellular level. That's amazing. Well, I'm loving that one so far. <laughs> so can you name the rest of the supplement? Yeah. So um, I'm someone that has struggled with sleep my entire life, um, literally for 20 years. I've taken prescription drugs. I've taken, you know, the Tylenol PMs and the Benadryls. And it was like a real cause of concern for me prior to like getting pregnant because I was like, yeah. I'm not going to take anything when I'm pregnant. Is it even worse postpartum? You know, luckily I've had like the progesterone like kick in when I was pregnant. So I was yeah. sleeping really well. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. I miss that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, you know, sleep is just so topical for me. And so we have um, a sleep formula, uh, Magnesium Plus, where magnesium is kind of the star ingredient. Then it has Pharmagaba and Jujube that really yeah. help you fall asleep and stay asleep. And if you're someone like, you know, my husband or maybe Jordan too, where you haven't had these like chronic sleep issues, what people experience is just a really deep restorative sleep. Um, we have a probiotic in which we're the only four people in the world that have these strains that are specially targeted around bloating. So while it's helping on like, you know, digestive health, which is such a core pillar of, you know, health and well-being, and mm-hmm. we all know that the gut is, you know, the second brain. Um that's a, you know, totally unique formula to us. And then you know, it's hard not to talk about well-being without talking about mental health. Um, and, you know, I think that's one of the interesting kind of evolutions in this journey of Mind Body Green is that 10 years ago, it was all about food and nutrition. And don't get me wrong, yeah. it still is. But the mental health conversation has become so much more normalized. So we have a hemp product, which I take every day that helps just kind of like mitigate your your stress response to things like meetings or we were talking about notifications yeah um, you know and i'll double down as someone who's never really been a great flyer you know i'm, I'm fine until there's turbulence <laughs> fine until you realize you're actually in the air um you know and then i'll double down and kind of like those days where you know okay. you're walking into a stressful situation but these are some of the universal problems that you know my husband and i and most importantly um we you know our audience tells us that they're struggling with. that's amazing now the magnesium and you were just saying, it's so funny you mentioned that because this morning I was on the phone with Jordan and like I was saying, we didn't sleep. And like 
I haven't been, but even I haven't been sleeping very well. Like, I'm yeah. like sleeping for like 40, like my circadian rhythm is just like, it's so off when I'm sleeping yeah. and I'm not waking up to pee anymore. So like, besides like the one time that I've yeah. always done since I was little around two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I need to get in a deep sleep. Like maybe I should finally try CBD oil. Like I think I'm <laughs> the only person who has not tried CBD oil that like works in this space. <laughs> right, right, right. No, I think I actually think that I might be. And so, but now that I'm done nursing and I'm not pregnant, it's like right. I'm more open to trying things like that. But totally. now you have my we- mind turning for magnesium. Well, I should have brought that one with me today. No, but what's, okay. what's been interesting about how I've taken, because I am like a human guinea pig, you know, with these yeah. supplements is, especially like post-grace being born, if she wakes me up in the middle of the night, what's so amazing about this formula is like it doesn't give you that hangover effect. But that means like if I wake up, I'll take another one in the middle of the night. So as oh, someone who has some, you know, sleep issues, um, I'm on like the heavier side of dosage, I'll take like four of them, you know, uh-huh. between going to sleep, waking up, you know, oh with grace, and then going back to sleep in the night. <laughs> it's okay. I'm sure you get a good deal for the supplements <laughs> yeah, exactly. anyways. <laughs> exactly. Now, are they sold online only? Right now, uh, yeah, the only place to get them is on shop.mymuddygreen.com. What's been interesting is we've had incredible inbound from some retailers, so you may be able to see them at I mean, some so exciting. Yeah, it's been exciting. And then I'm also holding the Organic Veggies Plus. Yeah, so we're going to be introducing um, – Surprise! <laughs> yeah, two powders um, of veggies, which is really grounded in sea veggies. Um, and so, you know, who's getting enough vegetables? Probably no one. Who's getting enough sea veggies? definitely no No. one and some of the most nutrient um, dense veggies that you could have there. So we're excited about that powder as well as a collagen that is just jam packed with all of both the gut health, but as well as the beauty benefits as well. That's amazing. I'm so excited for you guys. Thanks. This is like your first something that someone could like hold, right? It's our first consumer product, you know, and um, I think for us, it's like a little bit of a, you know, transition into a well-being company. No, that's amazing. Um, now the hemp, I have one more question actually on the hemp plus the multi. Do someone take that like as a multivitamin? That's the idea, right? So okay. the hemp is meant to nourish the endocannabinoid system. The endocannabinoid system is one of the most important systems of your body that no one has ever heard of. <laughs> so you have yes. all these receptors. Um, and the science around the ECS is like super preliminary, but um, you know, it's believed to help in so many different things from immunity and stress and more. So, you know, I take it as like the next gen multivitamin um, and something that's a daily um, nourishment. I'm transitioning off of my prenatals now that I'm like, <laughs> not pregnant, done nursing. I'm like, oh, I need to like rejigger my entire like morning routine, I guess you could say. Totally. Um, and for probiotics, do you take yours at night or in the morning? So the ones I take in the morning are the powders that are in my daily smoothie. I take the NR in the morning because it is okay. going to give you like that little bounce in your step, not a jolt of energy, but a little bit of energy. Oh, that's good to know. Um, the probiotic the and the hemp. And then the magnesium at night. Just magnesium. And in the middle of the night. (laughs) I mean, that's good to know. (laughs) That's very good to know. Um, Can you walk us through kind of what your like go to, how do I phrase this? Your go to like wellness things that you incorporate into your daily life? Like, do you, what's your favorite go uh, form of exercise and like what's in your smoothie? And I'm sure everyone's dying to know. What the co-founder of My Mighty Green is like putting in her smoothie every day. You know, it's surprisingly like simple what our wellness routines are. And I'm always about, you know, getting back to the fundamentals. Um, so in terms of smoothies, I'm putting in my sea veggies, I'm putting in my collagen. And since I've had um, my second child, I'm doing a lot of daily harvest smoothies. Um, my friend Rachel Drury okay. is the founder and I've like completely understood the need to like even have my smoothies pre-prepared when you wake up so oh deprived gosh. and like yes. ready to start the day. 100%. As it, ter- <laughs> as it comes to movement, like we are huge believers in, you know, walking and the best exercise is the one you actually do. Um, my twenties was about cardio and trying all of the new, I, I used to refer, refer to myself as a fitness omnivore. If there was like a boutique fitness <laughs> class, I would have tried it. You yeah. know, maybe on a weekend I would have done double duty and like done two back to back. That is so not in my repertoire anymore. No. It's all about being <laughs> gentle and like restorative. Um, I, definitely like 
love the restorative Pilates sessions. Like my my treat is um, a weekly Pilates private with Leah Bartha. And I came to her like maybe four or five weeks after my second, Uh the birth of my second baby. And she's like, your doctor has cleared you for exercise, right? I'm like, oh yeah, of course. Oh my gosh, we're ready to go. (laughs) But (laughs) I was just dying for kind of like getting back in sync because my exercise routine, I feel like, has been off since 2016, since when I got pregnant with Ellie, where there was so much trepidation around my pregnancy where, you know, they're like, are you sure you want to be doing anything? Exactly. It's not worth it. Exactly. Um, So, you know, power to all the mamas out there that power through their pregnancies. It wasn't the right path for me. Um, And so it's been fun to kind of like, you know, be dipping my toe back into it. But it's definitely those like restorative things that I, that I gravitate towards. Yeah. I don't really do any like high intensity cardio. I walk everywhere. I love walking. That's like the best workout and it's free. Totally. And if you, you know, are inspired by blue zones and the longevity stories of the people I that live I listened to there. that podcast episode. With Dan Buettner. Oh my gosh. I sent it to everyone in my family. I sent it to my friends. I'm like, this is amazing. Like, and Jordan is very like anti like lentils and all the things that he was like saying yeah. to like beans and stuff. Like, George, you need to listen to this because, like, you might need to start eating some beans if you want to, like, live longer. <laughs> so much of what Dan says resonates with just personal wellness and, like, having I connections and community, which, you know, especially yeah. just becoming a mom, this idea of community is so important. And so important. It does take a village. Now, with the actually about the podcast, are you guys enjoying doing that? Yeah, the podcast that yeah. was so fun too when you announced it. It's one of my weekly ones. I always listen oh, to. Oh, yay! Yeah, no, I mean we've always um, been excited about kind of like sharing the more personal stories. Like yeah. what's unique about Mind Body Green is you know we do have personal relationships. I'm sitting here in your living room, and it's totally normal. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of bringing that to life in an audio format, we find that you know we have a super curious audience that wants to go deep. Um, you know, they're not looking for, you know, surface level kind of answers and they want to, they want to go deeper in the podcast format is like the perfect way to do that. Totally. And you guys have a very wide variety of topics. So I highly <laughs> recommend checking out their podcast. There's like something or a plethora of episodes for like everyone. And when, I mean, as someone who's like eaten Hugh Kitchen chocolate for God knows how long, I love how like Jason Carp came on and like told his story because not many people like know that. Like I know his story just from like being sure. friendly with the brand, but you know, no one realizes like the backstories behind all of these amazing brands. And that's one of my favorite parts of doing the podcast is it allows me to talk about people and things that I'm passionate about in a whole different way. Totally. Which is awesome. And mm-hmm. plus, it's nice to like listen to on the subway and when you're walking and driving <laughs> and all of that fun stuff. So where I don't like when people ask me this question. So I'm basically being a hypocrite asking you this, but where do you see my body green going from here? Like what are what are the next steps? Like what are you thinking? Well, what's been, you know, so exciting is, you know, the incredible response that we're getting to the supplements line. And so, you know, that's still a toddler, you know, who's growing up really, really fast. But I think like when I think of like the larger world and our mission of well-being, like there is still so much work to be done. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, how do we get uh, you know, these fundamentals to a much broader audience. And it's like, when you look at, you know, the KPIs of wellness and well-being, it's like, we're not making the progress as fast as we need to. Things like obesity aren't going in the right direction. Things like diabetes aren't going in the right direction. Things like mental health are not going in the right direction. So there's still so much of the world out there that needs like these principles and easy access to like just going down their own personal, um, you know, path to helping themselves lead, you know, complete and fulfilling lives. Like I very much learned these fundamentals on my own. I was drinking Diet Coke and, you know. Oh my God, you and me both. I had gummy bears in my early 20s. IV of Diet Coke in my arm in college and post-grad. <laughs> right. And it's like, you know, wh- where do you learn these fundamentals? Yeah. Um, so I, I hope that, you know, Mind Body Green, you know, is a place where people can, you know, get inspired. And then once they get on this journey, go deeper and, and stay with them throughout their lives. I love that. But what you guys doing is what you guys are doing is absolutely amazing. You're helping people everywhere. And that is like the best thing that you can ever do. And so are you. Oh, thank you. I try. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have a few fun questions. And now for like the, I call them fireball, but like they're not really that fast. Okay. Um, and the <laughs> first one you already answered, which is like wellnessy trends that yeah. you buy into. What is one wellness trend that is a pet peeve of yours? 
that you like don't like you're sick of hearing about it. You're sick of seeing it. You just can't wait for it to end. Oh, gosh. I mean, I think a lot of people within wellness right now are kind of conflicted about Mm -hmm. what the word wellness means. That's true. You know, what was ironic is when we did our 2020 wellness trends, you know, one of them had this provocative title that is, you know, wellness is dead. And it's why I always try to kind of subtly use the word well-being um, because it just seems like there's a lot of like fluff out there. And it's really hard for people, including myself, to kind of discern it all. So I guess if I had, you know, a, a pet peeve, it's just, you know, kind of like all the fluff that's going on right now in the wellness world. There is a lot a well-being of world. <laughs> I know there's a lot of fluff. It's and there's a lot of opinions and a lot of things happening. And I mean, I think your best well-being, night, see night. You're, you're so trendy. Your best, your best well-being is different for everyone. So there's no like right, right way or wrong way. And I think that that's like one of the best parts of it. Totally. Um, my next question is: If you weren't doing this, doing if you weren't running shit at Mind Body Green, what? would you be doing? Full-time caretaking to Grace and Ellie. You know, that was what I, if someone asked me lately, that would have been my answer too. Definitely would not have right? been my answer three years ago. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. I, I, a month ago, Jor- or yeah, a little over a month ago, Jordan had interviewed me on the podcast to talk about like, my fired anniversary. And I still had like my response in the last few weeks. I just like wish I had nothing to do but like hang out with Ezra and like he's napping right now. Like, you know, I would love to take a nap. And just wait until <laughs> Ezra becomes a toddler and is like a little mini human. Oh my gosh. She has some personality, let me tell you. <laughs> I can't I I don't I'm scared for what the future holds in that. Um, what was your go-to fast food order growing up and at what chain? Oh gosh. It was uh I grew up in California, Southern California. So you might guess where I'm in going. and out. Yeah. <laughs> I had a feeling. I even had uh, Dr. Will Cole answer that question, by the way, which I'm like, really? Everyone has to answer it. It's hysterical. Uh, What was your order, though? I mean, a burger and fries. Okay, perfect. I actually <laughs> and, have, and it wasn't like a leaf or lettuce bun or yeah, any like of a that. legit burger. Yeah, exactly. I actually have vegan animal style French fries in my cookbook <laughs> that are like modeled yeah. after In and Out. Oh, I'm gonna have to. Um, I actually went with Jordan for his first In and Out burger when we went on like our mini moon to Napa. Oh, he had like never I had it that. before. Yeah, it was relatively four years ago. Four years, ago. and then I went again with Ezra. Oh, you probably saw when I was with Ezra in yeah. um in April yeah. when we had one out there. Um, then my last question is: It's your last day on Earth. What is your dream day of food from the moment you wake up till you go to sleep? And I've had people travel to different countries to eat. So, wow, this is um a, a great question. It has to start with coffee. It's starting with espresso, probably with a little bit of. Uh, um, these days it's like an oat or an almond. I'm, you know, a little conflicted around some of the sustainability around almond milk these days. I know, <laughs> Kelly. I saw Kelly look back and posted some stuff the other day and I just had interviewed her for the podcast and I didn't get her take on oat milk. <laughs> I'm trying to be conscious about my milk choices. I um, I would definitely start with that. Um, we live in Dumbo next to one of, or near one of the most amazing French patisseries where you can literally get a chocolate croissant that is better than they have in Paris. Seriously? So go to Amandine next time you come by the office. Oh, my we're going to head go. there. Um, so I'd, I'd go there. When we were talking a little bit about the Blackberry Mountain food, I would then get uh, some Brussels sprouts, and a Brussels sprout pizza there, um, which was kind of amazing. It's obviously especially great when you're looking at it over the Smoky Mountains. And then as a born and bred Californian, Mexican food is, you know, <laughs> the the key to my heart. So I'd probably bring a, a bunch of my friends and head down to Mexico and get some tacos and, and most importantly, so nice. margaritas. Um, it is one of – tequila is one of the – few alcohols that, you know, I can sleep on and that my body responds okay to. Uh-huh. So I'd have some margaritas. And then we love um, the cupcake shop bakeries. Um, gosh, there's one in Brooklyn and there's one in Soho. I, cupcake Bake Shop. Okay. They have the most amazing vegan gluten-free chocolate cake. Um, really? Oh, I'll we have to try We get it. it for our daughter's birthdays, i.e. meaning we totally get it for <laughs> ourselves, um, and, and that would round out the evening. Oh, that sounds so nice. 
Um, speaking of Mexican food, though, where's your favorite Mexican food in the city? So, you know, going back to the fact that my life is in a four block radius, there's amazing tacos at Gran Electrica. No, are you kidding? Oh, wait, it's what's that's outside of the four block radius. It might be the fifth block within Dumbo. Wait, that's right by you. Oh my yeah. gosh, you really have that. Like, you're never leaving that yeah. area. <laughs> and then the other great taco place. Um, if you've ever been to Alta Calidad, um, so it's in like Prospect Heights. They just opened an Alta oh, Calidad cool. taco outpost within Dumbo Timeout Market. That's amazing. Yeah, I love okay. tacos. I mean, we go through so many CTA tortillas at home on our tacos. So, what's your favorite CTA tortilla? You know, right now we're doing some of the cassava flour. The, the one in the purple wrapper? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I love that you know the proper terminology. Oh, no. I'm like a groupie. <laughs> <laughs> I still have like the first email when it was like Miguel like emailing me to be like, hey, would you like to try our tortillas and chips? <laughs> That's how long ago I've been eating those, which is um, – I'm obsessed with their products. I love the dip chips too. It's been a great Yeah, the dippable chips are unreal. The almond flour tortillas are like forever my favorite. They get so crunchy and so good. So good. Well, thank you so much for doing this and coming into my bedroom oh, to record. So so you want to tell everyone where they could find you? Yeah, you can find me um, at Colleen Wachab on Instagram, Colleen at mindbodygreen.com. Feel free to reach out to me there. I'm pretty responsive on email. Holly might be on Twitter too, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Colleen Wachab on Twitter. <laughs> thank you guys so much. We'll talk soon. 